My name is Hel. I'm the vocalist of the Ukrainian melodic metal band Ignia, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hi, I'm Bruce. That's my partner, Chris Arena. Hi, do you see me? Do you hear me? Yeah, is yeah. There... Loud yes, and clear. Good to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You guys, uh, Chris, you want to jump in first or Arena? Okay. So for just so the listeners know, this was a, a last-minute fill-in podcast. We, I didn't even know that you were going to be on until 30 minutes ago. So, however, having said that, as soon as I found out, I looked it up, and I see that you guys are in, in Kiev. And my first thought is, holy fuck. Um, I, I can't even imagine. So how are you guys doing? How are things for your band? How are things for your family, um, your friends? You know, it's, it's a, the most complicated question because the situation changes like all the time. And, um, for example, three weeks ago, we still had Russian troops, um, near our city. And for example, um, this place, Bucha, that was like a blood massacre. Mm -hmm. It's like 20 kilometers from where I'm staying at oh, wow. right now. Oh. Yeah, so, but right now, like, it's a bit surreal because our city is getting back to life as much as it can. And um, yeah, but in the East, the battles are still on. Um, we still have air raid sirens every day all over Ukraine. So anytime a missile can hit our home or us, you know, it's just um, like the, it's a full scale war. And each of us is just trying to adapt. Each of us is trying to fight as we can. And um, right now we're just grateful that we are alive, that our families are alive, but we never know what comes tomorrow. Well, I'll, I'll be... I've cried so many times seeing the images come out of Ukraine, and I can't even imagine... I'm not, I don't know anyone there, and it's affecting me that way, so I can't imagine how it affects the people that are living there. And I'm going to cry right now talking about it, so I'm going to stop. But um, the images that I saw coming out of out of Buchev was something that I I can't even talk about really. So yeah, the problem is like Bucha has become very famous, but the thing is like apart from Bucha, there are so many places affected the same. It's just you know, it came into the spotlight somehow, but even small cities around Bucha, they were hit even harder. And if we take Mariupol, for example, oh, a fuck. huge city, like it's still under the blockade. And, you know, they only estimate like the number of people, of civilians killed at 20,000 at the moment, but it's just impossible to count. So it's still ongoing you know, and um, 
You said that you cried. And for example, I haven't shed a single tear since the beginning of this war. And most of my friends also haven't because we just we just have to pull ourselves together because otherwise, like we will all go nuts and it won't it won't help like. You know, we as civilians, we're just trying to help the army as much as we can. And even they are saying that we just have to, you know, if we can, we have to work because when we work, we pay our taxes and our army gets more financing. This is the most important thing right now. If we stay sane and if we help each other, they also like it's better for them. So this is what we're trying to do. I think that all the tears, all, you know, the therapy is going to be after the war if we survive. And this is what we are trying to do. And even, for example, with the band, uh, we were in the middle of recording our new album when the war started. And uh, before it was even impossible, you know, to meet each other because of the situation in the region. But now, for example, we are back on track. We're trying to finish the album. And tomorrow I'll be recording the growls at the studio, for example. So we're just trying to do something, you know, what's what we can. And just keep donating to the army, raising uh, awareness, raising funds and everything. Yeah. Growl day in the studio is always the best day. It's got to be therapeutic, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to say that, um, you know, in the beginning of the war, I couldn't listen to music at all. And a lot of, you know, a lot of us couldn't. Also, because like you are always trying to hear what is happening outside because you have to distinguish, you know, a missile from a helicopter, from artillery, you know, because you have to just stay you know, stay safe and cautious. That's why, you know, any sound of music was unacceptable <laughs> at all. After that, we started listening. For example, I lived together with our keyboardist and we just realized we couldn't go to sleep without any sound, at least maybe some ambient sound because you just, you are freaking out <laughs> all the time because, you know, yeah, but then, for example, we've got a Patreon page and uh, because people were donating a lot of, uh, you know, helping us and the army, I just wanted to sing something for them. So I took, you know, an acoustic guitar, what I had back then, and I was singing. And then only a month after I realized that I haven't growled at all and I still need to record the growls and really all the hatred, you know, I have in me, it really helps so much to growl now. Although the album isn't related to war at all. It's just, it's a concept album we wrote before the war has started. But the growls are really much better now because like of the situation and the feelings that I have right now. Sure. I, I, I imagine so. I, I can't growl, but I think if I was in your situation, I'd be pretty good at it. <laughs> and if, if yeah. and if you're like a train you and if you're a train growler, I can't even imagine. Like, <laughs> like uh, yeah. I want to it now. So you said you have a Patreon page. Um, what? Where do people go to find that? 
Uh, you can simply go to patreon.com and enter Ignea. You will find it right away. Or you can go to our website, ignea.band, and you will find all the links uh, to the Patreon page. We've been actually running it for over three years, and it's like our place that is, that has become you know quite successful because we really have very supportive listeners from all over the world and we also decided to use this platform since the first day of the war we made a public post that we update every day uh, about the situation in ukraine from the epicenter of events you know because there are um so many news you know are like this war is super dynamic and sometimes when they publish the news it's already outdated and because we're here and because we get information sometimes even from our friends who are fighting on the front line that's why we're just you know more aware of what's happening so that's why you know there is there is tons of content that can be accessed by our patrons only but this page this post is like for everyone so doesn't matter if you're a subscriber or not. We just want to spread the truth. That's one of our ways, because the Russian propaganda is doing a lot of other things, you know. And uh, sadly, some people truly believe that, and we just have to fight on the informational front as well. Right. Rina. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really tough subject, because, like, I'm in Finland, actually. <laughs> So we are another neighboring country of Russia, currently, you know, knees deep in the NATO discussion, whether we should join. And yeah. it's pretty obvious that we're gonna, you know, like, I don't, I don't think what asshole Putin thought was going to happen, you know, when he invades a sovereign country in goddamn Europe. And, <clears throat> and of course we're gonna, so, so now we're, we're like actually uh, expecting an attack. Yeah, that. I know, because Russia has already threatened Finland, you know, and Sweden, I believe, and right. Baltics. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just, I hope, I hope that, you know, right now they're losing a lot of their powers <laughs> because of the battles in Ukraine, because our soldiers are fighting really good. So I hope that they just won't have any strengths and means to attack you guys. Well, that would we actually... Yeah, we actually are going to cancel our shows in Finland for May tomorrow because we still are not able to leave um, the country like the guys are not able because of the general mobilization. And until the very last moment, we were hoping that we would make it, but it's really very unlikely. We still like all our airports are bombed. <laughs> we really even even if the war stops before May 11th, we won't be able, you know, to reach Finland very soon. So we just you, where, where you guys, so you guys were supposed to be here in like a couple of days. Where, where were you supposed to play? Uh, we were supposed to play in Helsinki and Tampere on May 11th and 12th. So, and actually those shows have been postponed for three times now because of the COVID yeah. first. Yeah, so yeah, we were very much looking forward to it because for some reason we have a lot of, a lot of listeners in Finland. And for example, if you take Spotify, Helsinki has been our top city for over three years now. <laughs> <laughs> no, even, even out, out, um, 
outcoming, you know, Mexico and, you know, like huge cities for some reason. So, <laughs> yeah. That is cool. And yeah, like, okay, so we're just gonna postpone once more and then I'm, I'm definitely showing up for the health um, vacation. Yeah, well, actually, we spoke to the promoter and he said that, of course, we're canceling right now. But as soon as you guys can come, we will arrange it, you know, so. Yeah. So we yeah. just. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like when you said that, you know, some people believe the propaganda and some people, you know, it, it's a really tricky question because actually then it, and it hits very close to home because my son, who is five years old, has a Russian last name. And, you know, the whole, like, where do we place the blame here? Because a lot of people say that this is Putin's war. You shouldn't be blaming ordinary Russians and so on and so on. But I, I disagree a little, you know, I, th there would be no war unless the people allow for the war to happen. There can be no war if the people say that, fuck you, we're not doing this. And then on the other side, you know, of course, like you can't blame people just for the sake of a name that they have, you know? And clearly, like, uh, just racism was a thing before this. So when I was naming my son and giving him his father's last name, I had to think about whether he would be disadvantaged, like, in the working markets or whatever, because of his last name. And now I have to think about whether he's in physical danger because of his yeah, name. Yeah, that's, you know... For us, especially for Ukrainians, it's a complicated question because um, we were very strict, um, you know, from the very start, we emphasized that this is not a Putin's war. This is like the Russians attacked us. And the thing is, if you take all everything that happened in Bucha, it was done by Russian people. It wasn't done by Putin. All this rape, all these tortures, everything and you know we're living in the 21st century a lot of things have been recorded on video and audio so you just there are so much there is so much evidence you know and also when people say that for example the russians that are who are sitting at home that they are not to blame but they elected putin they are still supporting him because the, again there are so many surveys and so many evidences. They go to the streets in Russia. They're marching with these Z signs, which are nearly Nazi. And they are supporting like everything that is happening here. So, um, and again, if they were against it, they would protest. And again, when people say that they, oh, we don't protest because we are afraid for our lives and everything. Again, um, in Ukraine, when we protested, the, we had one, over one million people on the streets only in Kiev, which is like three million people population. Moscow is over 12 million. So, of course, they can arrest you when there are like 100 people. But if the Russians really truly didn't support Putin, they would just go to the streets with one million or even, you know, even a thousand people. It's it's harder to arrest a thousand people. So, right. you know, yeah. I completely agree um, with you 100%. And I find it a little disturbing that we're just like excusing responsibility 
for the people who are indeed enabling it. And, and it's not just like, you know, the war, but you should be smarter, you know, because it, it's not just like uh, what sort of damage is being done, but the, but the um, what, I don't know what the word is in English, but like the financial restrictions or whatever, like sanctions, put, put yeah. sanctions, yes, sanctions, thank you, uh, is, is affecting everybody. And, and like, you know, the, this is this is destroying the Russian economy, like they are going to go bankrupt. Eventually, Russia is, is destroying their entire economy. Yeah, but, but will anyone be alive by the time that happens? Right? Yeah. But even if they don't care or support the war, you should be fucking smarter and understand that now something is happening that is destroying your entire life, even if you don't give a shit about the lives of the Ukrainian women, children, men mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, uh, that, you know, just be smart, selfish, at least. So, like, to me, this is, you know. You know, again, because, like, it's the 21st century, we're listening to so many um, even phone calls happening between, you know, Russian soldiers and people, like, their relatives in Russia. We really understand day by day, they they don't care even about their sons you know so it's it's insane it's and especially when everybody's saying that ukrainians and russians are like brothers and sisters it's like it's not the situation and it's haven't been so for hundreds of years because russia always tried you know to absorb ukraine and many other countries we are so much different from Russians. We really are closer to uh, people from Poland, for example. I mean, we're so much European compared to the mindsets of Russians. It's really insane. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I've, I've really, really appreciated about uh, Ukrainians, like, for instance, I develop audio software and... I was like, okay, I need to, I'm building this new plugin. I need to find graphics. And I started Googling around and I came across this company from Ukraine and they design graphics for every major audio company on the planet. Like I had no idea. I didn't know. Like if you use AutoTune, that interface is designed in Ukraine. If you use Slate Digital, that's designed in Ukraine. Like all of this stuff, I didn't know. So I reached out to them and they sent me to, they have this other site where they make these pre-made kind of uh, user interface kits and they're selling them to support the army. And I, I was just like, that's, that's one company, but that's what everyone's doing. You know, if they can somehow win this war, they will, no matter what the cost. And like, I know a lot of people have left Ukraine not if you look at the total population versus the amount that have left a lot of people are staying and they're not like like they're maybe the fear is there but they're standing up in a way that's inspiring and i i really have no other way to say it and i well, wish that there know, was something i could do but i i don't know even even ukrainians are surprised about how much everybody united around this cause because before ukraine is a huge country with a lot of people and we you know sometimes we have our arguments between us especially 
between like um, the Western part and the Eastern part, again, because the Eastern part was somehow influenced by Russia and everything. But from the very first day, everyone united so much and literally people are giving like their last money to the army or to the volunteers or to the people who are in need, especially, you know, there are so many homes of people destroyed right now. And, you know, so people host each other. And um, yeah, it's like all the companies, all the people are trying to donate at least some percentage of their income. And that's why it's like the national fight, you know? Right. And about if you take the people who left the country, it's mostly, you know, women and elderly with children. And actually for the army, it's even better because, you know, it's easier to take care of things here when all these uh, vulnerable people are in a safe place. Absolutely. And, you know, so nobody's blaming them. It's even easier. And sometimes when the army or the government realizes that a certain region is going to be occupied, they even ask people to leave because it's easier for the army to fight. Well, you know, we, we learned so much about the military over the past <laughs> sure. months. You cannot even imagine. Like before, I was a person who wasn't even reading the news under normal times because I'm so far away, you know, from the politics and stuff. But we just, um, we realized that it's impossible to stay away from this, especially when, when I don't know, for example, in the beginning of the war, there was a quite a small missile <coughs> that hit a place near me. You know, I was standing not that far away and parts of that missile, they were hitting the floor like two meters from me. And I, it was just an ordinary day, you know? And that's why you just realize that it's a fight of all Ukrainians. And at this point, it's also a battle of Europe as well, because it's very, it's very simple. If we don't win this war, they will go further. And of course, there is NATO and everything. But if NATO starts fighting, it's, it's going to be the third world war with all the nuclear stuff again, because Russians, they say that they could be using it. They don't yeah. even, you know, trying to hide it. Right. So that's why everybody should do at least something, at least something, you know. And I always say that if you cannot help, you know, financially, and it's understandable because, again, sanctions are affecting the world economy. It's, it, of course. But again, you know, there are so many protests happening in all over the world. And it's really important because... We need all these heavy weapons to fight our territories back. And they are given by the governments. So when people protest, it affects the governments. Um, spreading truth, super important, because again, the Russian propaganda is still working. And sometimes even we get messages from people in the US like, uh, is it true that in Ukraine, there are a lot of Nazi people. And like, what the hell are you asking? Like, 
Russians are killing Ukrainians just because we are Ukrainian and they are using the Z sign and you are searching for Nazi people in Ukraine. It's like, it's still madness, but they heard it from someone, you know? So that's why, yeah, spreading the truth is, you know, is very important. It's hard, but it, and it it kind of like uh, pinpoints the level of of how people are willing to believe anything without checking. Because like, correct me if I'm wrong, but... President Zelensky is Jewish. He you know? is. That's the point. It's kind of odd if he was like, you know, the front guy of all the Ukrainian Nazis, you know, like, because it makes no sense. There's like no, no truth, no sense into these stories. But like you said, everybody needs to be doing something. And you guys are. You guys are finishing the album. So when is the album coming out? Well, I cannot disclose like the date because it's going to be through Napalm Records and when we are making the promo together, they will announce, you know, the date and everything. But we have, you know, our certain deadlines. We're doing what we can step by step because, you know, every album is not only about the audio. It's, you know, you need to do a lot of artwork stuff. You need to film videos and everything. And that is a very complicated thing for us right now. (laughs) (laughs) So because two weeks ago, we couldn't even meet each other. So, uh, I mean, making a photo shoot together with all the, you know, the people involved, it's like super hard. And also, for example, you need to get all the outfits. And um, for example, in Kiev, the stores, the closing stores are only starting to open up. Right. And again, right. you know, it's still, there are a lot of logistical problems and we still have air raid sirens every day. So we just decided that we will take it step by step. We will finish the audio and simultaneously we're working on the artwork for you know the album cover and if at least it doesn't get worse maybe in may we will try to make some photo shoots you know i don't know it's so so hard to predict anything you know so we will just try and again even if we release an album we cannot tour at this point because we cannot leave the country and again we are needed here and we haven't toured with our two last releases because of covid if we take another album without touring it's going to be you know a disaster especially when when the rest of the music industry is slowly you know getting back to the live shows all right right I think I uh, that ran out of my questions. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. You know, this was a this was a life changing podcast for me. I could yeah. I could do this. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. And before we let you go, could we get a bumper? And when you give the bumper, can you tell people where to go to donate to the band or to the cause? Uh, the cause. Um, yeah, so basically you can just go to our website, ignea.band, because like there you will find all the links that you need, including like the link to our Patreon and to the post where we get, give all the daily updates about the situation in Ukraine. And there you will also find all the links to donate to and all the ways to help, uh, Ukraine in this cause.
Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.